You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the finishing and polishing of the tooth surface after safe removal of clear aligner attachments. Our guest today is Dr. Paya Matai, an award-winning graduate of Tufts Dental School who has treated more than a 1,000 patients with clear aligner systems at his private practice in Laguna Hills, California. Dr. Tai holds both national and international peer-reviewed awards. He is a regular content contributor for dental publications, the mainstream press, and television. Dr. Tai, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk today. Wow, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. So we're talking about attachments, and, and obviously these are the attachments that go on the teeth prior to placing, uh, in, in this case, in this conversation, clear aligners. Give us a little intro to attachments, um, how they work, and very briefly, and also tell us how they're typically applied to the tooth and removed. Absolutely. As you know, uh, more than 20% of our practice uh, and most general practitioners and definitely orthodontics are dealing with clear aligner tooth movements and attachments or in Engagers, or as patients know them, buttons, they are uh, placed on teeth to engage the aligner, uh, clear aligner better to help rotate or push teeth forward or move them. And the reality is they lose their shape after a while. Patients are taking the aligners in and out of their mouth, and for us to attach them, we're going to have to make sure that these attachments are placed on. And really, we have to understand that there is a potential that they can pop off. So specifically, how would a dentist typically apply the attachment to the tooth? As you know, normally attachments go on enamel, and enamel is etched. Once it's etched and bonded, and whether they're using an injectable composite or some sort of a um, flowable material, which doesn't really work well, but typically uh, composite resin that you use on posterior teeth or anterior may be placed in the clear liner template and placed over the teeth and light cured. One of the problems with that is that uh, we end up having to sometimes over etch because we're worried that it may pop off. And at that point, we're kind of stuck. How much do you etch? How much do you not etch? Uh, do we actually allow for the composite resin to harden, um, you know, with the light cure, 20 seconds, 30 seconds? And those questions uh, for the past, I can tell you, 15 years, I haven't had issues, but it's happened. And as I mentioned to my patients, now we have a way to, to solve those uh, issues and making sure that it doesn't pop off and we engage them a lot better to the enamel surface. So assuming they stay on um, and then the treatment with the clear aligner is over, tell us about what the regimen is at that point. The, the, the treatment is the orthodontic treatment is over. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier to me in our discussion, you've done a thousand cases or more. Um, what do you see uh, regarding the attachment as far as getting them off? And what do you see as far as the condition of the enamel after removing them? And that's the key point, right? Now we have to remove them. You have a patient who's been in these uh, aligner ta- aligners for maybe a year, six months. Uh, the attachments themselves have got some discolorment to them. The bonding resin has now got that a tan color. So the go-to for most offices is a white stone flame shape. Let's just go ahead and shave it off. I've heard that uh, they use a carbide, removing them. Well, you can potentially remove enamel. As you know, bonding on enamel and trying to remove that bonding layer without damaging the enamel is a problem. And we get micro fractures if we overdo it or we get dipping and the contour of the tooth is now changed. And that's been the hardest uh, difficulty with most of my patients that I have to make sure I give them back what they had, if not better, because they want to whiten their teeth. And now the bonding resin has filled in 
the enamel layer and uh, do I use a diamond burr to remove it or a white stone to remove it? So is this similar to like um, brackets and bonding the brackets onto teeth for traditional orthodontics? Tell us why. It's Not different. at all. Well, it, you know, typically a bracket is placed with orthodontic brackets where you actually snap them off. You use a, a plier to kind of snap off and you polish off. But, you know, I say not at all in a reason because most general practitioners have not had the orthodontic training in terms of even placing the um, brackets. So therefore, they use the traditional methods of we doing the composite resin as if we're doing class five bonding. Um, the only difference is we don't use a sensitizer of some sort and we're etching the enamel. The problem that I've been faced with is how do we remove that residue, that, that smear layer, I like to call all around uh, without damaging the enamel. So, you know, I know some orthodontic practices, uh, even we get some patients, they still don't do a good job removing it. They send it to us to polish off or scale off what's left over. Um, it seems as if the bonding resin really does a lot of um, sealing, if you will, with the enamel tubules when you're actually doing these type of engagers or attachments. Okay, so you've got a super great adhesion between the attachment and the enamel. So the first step to remove it is, is how? You don't actually use a pair of pliers to try to snap it off or get something under there to lift it off? As I said earlier, I, I would not use pliers to take this off. Um, my go-to in the past has been, let's try a uh, wet and without any water so I can kind of uh, see where I'm uh, taking off, maybe using a diamond burr and a fine diamond on the attachment or the composite as we're removing it before we hit the enamel. The reality is you get too much dust, you get too much powder, it's all over the place. All right, let's go back and use the water. Once we use the water, now we don't see the difference between the enamel and bonding. So I went dry. So we start with the water now. We go into the dry just before hitting the enamel. We now take a white stone and start going. The problem with the white stone is you started recontouring the enamel. And um, so using some sort of a, a uh, polishing system, uh, it, it was important to me. And now I've been able to uh, discover a better polishing system. I use four different grid system going from uh, color of black to color of, you know, uh, violet, green and, and red. And this is what we use in my office saying, use the black, use the green. And we kind of go through different grits of sanding, if you will, just like how you're sanding um, stain off wood without damaging the enamel and not putting those little scratches on the surfaces okay, so patients so, can actually so whiten. So these instruments that you're using, these polishing instruments, are they discs or burrs? What kind of uh, rotation are they running at? Are they running on a yeah. low-speed low uh, handpiece? Yeah, I don't use high-speed anymore. I only use a low-speed, and um, and that slow-speed has the – they're fine, uh, they're flexible, and they kind of look like a paper sander, if you will, and, and it's actually plastic rounds on a slow-speed. I'm able to contour, and they're – very flexible and they go along and I have better control and tactile feel that I can actually feel. And it, it has a, a, a finish that at the end, I can see the glaze finish of the enamel come out. Um, so I no longer use the high speed of the water or all of those different uh, white stone or diamond. I just have from my hard surface grit to my soft uh, one. And that's what I use to remove on any of the enamel surfaces. So that's once the, the, the large amount of the attachment's been removed. 
No, I just start with the discs right away. I start oh, with, the, with the hardest grid. Yep, I start with the disc hard uh, right away. My my team puts a little bit of water, uh, or you can kind of wet the surface if you like, with uh, uh, prior to starting. And right away, the with the black grid disc, I go through, and that takes the bulk of it away. It takes and it's a, a slow speed. It's it's comfortable. The patients don't feel the heat. Uh, that they used to, and now I don't have to add so much water because uh, the, all the powder and dust is going all over the place. So it's much easier and more controlled. So essentially, side. yeah. So essentially, you're grinding these things to, you're obliterating them into a yes. dust, into dust, right? And that's that's exactly what's happening. And again, I pre-wet the tooth prior to doing that, and uh, you know the the uh, I, I get to remove the composite in layers as the grit of the discs change. So when you're on the finest grit, you're working on the adhesive that's directly above the enamel. And if you hit the enamel, you're not going to hurt it, I assume, with the finest disc, correct? You're absolutely right. And that's where most of the damage happens. And, you know, the, the disc is, is flexible enough where I can contour uh, to the enamel, anatomy of the tooth. Okay. The so enamel. are there absolutely. several options for our listeners to purchase this these kinds of systems out there? I mean, do a lot of companies sell these Systems are they and also are they specific for the removal of clear aligner attachments? In my office, we've been using the Shofu products that is called uh, um, Super Snap, and we, we have the Extreme, which is the color of green um, and and red, and the it's quick, it's easy, and they do have the Super Snap where it's the four system grip where I mentioned earlier the black and violet. So that's what I've been using in my practice, not just to remove attachments or engagers, but even to polish once I contour the, let's say, an incisal edge that you do some bonds are, or even class fives, um, I now I'm able to use the same technique in getting a much better contour. Um, and, and so it's not just for engagers, but it's for all my restorative um, features that I need to have. Uh, they also have uh, now introduced where I have the pointed polishing uh, portion of slow speed that I can do occlusal. Once I do occlusal fillings, um, I can actually polish out the occlusion of patients. Um, I also can use for enamelplasty. Some of, some of, sometimes those doctors who do a lot of clear aligners, once the teeth are aligned, they just don't line up well. Instead of taking a diamond burr, I'm actually using my super snap to go in and recontour the enamel. Uh, same way, the, using from the different colors, from hard grid to soft, going from black to violet, then green, then red. And the Super Snap uh, is very easy for me to get those nice-looking uh, enamel uh, post-clear line of treatment. Okay, so this has been great information. So the, the bottom line is that uh, we have to be really careful with removing things, you know, um, because... As you said, we did quite a lot of etching on the enamel surface to get the initial adhesion to the attachment. The shape changes that occur in the attachments, what was your point there when you brought that up? That was interesting. Well, what happens is as the patient's changing the aligner and they're taking on and off and on and off, um, you know, you start to lose that shelving, if you will, or the edges of the actual engager attachment. So, you know, the reality is the more points that you have, if they increase the surface area of the attachment, that's where the plastic now is able to grab and grip and move the teeth. If you lose those sharp edges and they're rounded as the patient's consistently wearing them, now you're getting a little bit rounded on the attachments. It becomes a blob. And in time, you get staining, you get coffee, you get wear and tear of the daily, and you end up getting that edges where it's all brown and patients request, can you take these off and put new ones on mm, I or see. don't put them on at all? 
Right. So now here we are in the middle of treatment thinking that we're going to have this on for the next six months. In the first six to eight weeks, you're removing it and placing a new one to get that sharp edges back. Yeah. So that's why it's important to make sure that we're really careful in taking these things off. We don't want to damage the enamel or take the hardest part of the enamel off, which is the outermost surface, right? That's the most uh, that's right. resistant. You may have to go back and re, re-apply that engager or attachment again. Right. So you want to make sure you maintain the integrity of the enamel surface on the outside. Tell us a little bit about your television activity. Right. Well, I've been uh, involved with a lot of the media and, uh, you know, we, we've now been introduced to the world of sleep. In the past, maybe 11 years, I've been dealing with uh, sleep apnea and patients that are, um, you know, obstructive sleep apnea. We talk about sleep disorder breathing. And as I start to use clear liners and I'm opening up or uprighting molars, we're noticing more of a volume and change in the patient's oral floor the tongue spacing changes. Just a few millimeters of movement, of tooth movements, creates a much wider, if you will, uh, oral cavity. And the best I can tell you is now the tongue doesn't choke the patient. Right. When we discussed this a few years back, uh, it was a big deal. And I was able to get, uh, we did a lot of research. I did a lot of publications and talking about the conversation of clear aligners and uprighting if you were expanding teeth or proclining teeth and unraveling those crowded teeth, those narrow arches are actually putting tongue in a much better position. So that was a conversation that got published and later on, uh, you know, on local TV. And some now, as you can see, there's some sleep review and some of the other magazines and journals that you've seen that are now picking up. And it's becoming a big trend in general dentists helping patients with airway management. Um, and I use clear liners to help me get there. And uh, aligner sleep appliance that helps me uh, that goes right over the aligners to help patients sleep at night and get air not having to wear the CPAP if they don't want to wear it. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great service to the patient. Well, Dr. Tai, again, very thankful for your time today, uh, your expertise on the challenges of proper removal of clear aligner attachments, what, what we're looking at underneath those attachments and the polishing system to use, or at least we know what you use. And I'm sure there are other systems out there, but I've, just for those that were listening to this podcast, um, you talked about Shofu's Super Snap and Super Snap Extreme uh, as being the, the system that you use. But again, uh, it's up to the purchaser to decide what they like, but uh, the information was excellent and we thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much.